Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we, uh, we thank you for another blessed day. Lord, we, uh, we ask that you continue to be with our nation during this time, continue to be with our leaders to make sure that they uh, make the right decisions. Lord, we also pray that you just be uh, with all of us, Lord, that you give us the peace to know that you are still in complete control, that you are uh, still on the throne. Uh, Lord, that uh, whatever it is that happens, it's all part of your plan. And yes, it may not make sense to us, but it doesn't matter because it makes sense to you. We are to continue to have trust and faith in you. So Lord, there are times when we we need help with that. Uh, Lord, I know for myself, I've had a good amount of peace through this. I know a lot of the guys that are around me, just from conversations I've had with them, that, that, that they're experiencing peace. And Lord, I just, I know that's your Holy Spirit. And we're so grateful for that. Lord, we... Um, we pray that you continue to lead us to, to help out in our community in any way that's needed. And Lord, I pray that during this time that the church doesn't run from this situation, but we run towards this situation yes, to, to help people out. So, Lord, uh, we need your strength to be able to do that. Lord, we love you for, for all that you do for us. And Lord, we pray that you be with us tonight. We pray that you guide the conversation. Lord, thank you for... Um, these guys that are here with me, Lord, we love you and want to pray this in the holy, powerful, and spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And welcome to Castanet Podcast, part three of episode 11, which is actually episode 13. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, perfect. Okay. Everybody follow me? Yep. I am Sean Fraunfelder, and I'm joined once again with Matt Hynas. Excited to be here. Can't wait to, to talk about this. And with Adam Shine on the soundboard. Yep. There he is. So this podcast is going to be kind of the wrap-up of the interviews that we just did um, that uh, you guys had just listened to. Um, this is going to be kind of um, get a little bit more in-depth as to why we were here um, during the food drive, the purpose for that. Um, but also just to kind of talk about a little bit of what's going on right now and a little bit of, you know, kind of what the Lord's, I, I felt a little bit of the perspective that the Lord's given me during this time. Uh, so, so this is going to be kind of, you know, kind of a, a mixture of things for tonight, but I think it's going to be a good conversation. Yeah. Uh, just some of the things that we've talked about just before we turn the mics on, I think it's going to be a good conversation. So let's start off with. Uh, our first interview, which was with uh, Richard uh, Boys, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Ed and Blake, as they uh, talked about Thrivent and everything that Thrivent does and how they support us. Um, I, I guarantee you, with everything that's going on in this country right now, with coronavirus and and lockdowns, shutdowns, I guarantee you today at Thrivent headquarters, there were people gathering about what they can do at Thrivent to help the communities that they cover across the country. Right. And, and, that, and that's, uh, 
I know I said it during the interview, but man, I've been a believer for many, many years and never heard of this organization. Yeah. I mean, the first time I started hearing of them, I think it was, I don't know, maybe the second or third Move the Hills that we did. And I, I ran into somebody that had a uh, they had an action card that they could use. And it's like 250 bucks. And they were trying to figure out a way that they could use that for our event. But, you know, because we weren't a 501, you know, it needed to be a kind of a, you know, so there was some, you know, kind of red tape there. Um, I had to get a little creative. Yeah. But we were able to, we were able to do it, and they were able to, to stay within the guidelines of, of what you have to do to be, to be able to, um, to use these. But that was the first time I'd been introduced to that company. I think, you know, like I said uh, in, in, in the interview with Ed, I've known Ed since like 88. Um, and at the time there for several years, uh, AAL, Aid Association for Lutherans, uh, who he was working for for several years, if you weren't Lutheran, then he couldn't sell you life insurance or he couldn't, they weren't, they were only working with Lutherans and Lutheran family, direct mm-hmm. memories. So once though Thrivent became an entity and it opened up outside of just Lutherans, even then Ed, I mean, like we were really close friends. He never beat my door down like, Hey man, you need some life insurance or it, it was never like that. I always knew that if I needed something, I could go to Ed to ask for some advice. Or, um, But it wasn't until recently when the action cards really started to get notice from other members of the group that I really kind of just take notice of, hey, how many action cards do you get a year? You get two action cards a year. They're for $250. So for every Thrivent member they have $500 a year to put into something into their community that's giving back. Let me let me tag on to that. I'm also a member uh, with Life Insurance, and there's two important things that I'd like to share, too, with them. Uh, one, for my life insurance, uh, for me personally, and that could be different for other people's, but for me, the cost per year of my life insurance is less than the money they give back to me to be generous in my community. Yeah, it's great. Which... I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, it's just like me getting life insurance while I'm being generous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that encouraged me to want to do more with them. But then there's also the fact that, you know, for me, it's Blake. You know, I, I worked with him. So there's a relationship there. Um, now, I didn't know him very well in high school, but I knew him. Um, but, you know, I, I feel this is probably a genuine thing throughout the um, community of workers for Thrivent that, they want a relationship with you and they want to have an opportunity to get to know you a little bit. Um, and ultimately they get to, you know, if something were to happen for me, I know that Kelly would just be able to call Blake. Yeah. She may not even know the number, but she knows people who knows the number. Um, she knows she would know how to get a hold of him. Uh, and as terrible as that would be, I feel much better going through somebody that I know personally and have worked one-on-one with, than just uh, you know signing up at work or signing up uh, because there's somebody downtown one day sharing some information. Um, that means a lot to me, uh, and that makes me feel better inside if something were to happen to me. Yeah, I, I too have a life insurance uh, with Thrivent, um, as well as like you know my own employer. But I thought you know what, um, I have a lot of, a lot of girls, 
and it's never a bad idea to make sure that uh, uh, things are prepared, which is kind of ironic because we're going to talk today about being prepared, uh, what's going on in the times after we kind of summarize some of our conversations. But Thrivent has really stepped up alongside of us here at Out of the Boat, and they, they just have really fit the niche about what we're doing, um, really come alongside of us on several things, and I have no doubt that that will continue as we continue as Out of the Boat to, to put back into our community that they're just a phone call away to say, hey, do you want to come alongside of us in this event? And I know the answer we don't even need to call. Right. You're basically calling to tell them what time you want to meet or here's what we're doing. Right. And and, and I know I made a comment uh, during the interview that, you know, these guys are, like, literally they're in my neighborhood. Like, when I go walk the dog in the morning, I walk by both their houses. Yeah. I mean, so so they're they're part of our community. Ed coached me in baseball. I mean, we were the, the undefeated 14-0 and Kiwana team. Nice. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've known Ed for many years. Uh, I hadn't seen him for a long time until, you know, he started coming around us with Thrivent. And that's kind of when I really started finding out what Thrivent was. Um, but for anybody out there who needs life insurance and also likes to give back to their community, it is literally a no-brainer for you to get set up with Thrivent. I mean, it, it makes so much sense. So I have, I mean, I have a meeting here in a couple of weeks with, with Blake. Uh, Aaron has some stuff, some 401 stuff from yeah. a, a, an old employer. So I think we're going to try to, you know, pull that over. We got to do something with that. Uh, I also want to find out what I can do because I have a life insurance policy. So I want to kind of see what I can do there. But I mean, with financial planning, with insurance stuff like that, please. Uh, if you're not in this area, Blake said it on the podcast, just go to Thrivent.com, put in your zip code. It'll bring up your local um, your local reps, and you can contact them. If you're in this area here, if you're around Logan, reach out to, to Blake and Ed. If you don't know how to get a hold of them, you can do the same thing through Thrivent or just get a hold of us. Yep. I mean, we can, Absolutely. Uh, I got both their numbers in my phone, uh, so... Um, yeah, and, and they'd be more than happy to meet with anybody. And I think it goes without say, you know, we're not sitting here trying to advertise for them, to advertise for them. Uh, we believe in what they do. Yes. Um, they are generous folks, and it's a generous company. And to have a partnership with them is a blessing to us. Yeah. Um, and we are excited to share that with other people because of our experience. Yep. And that, yeah. That's, that's the... Uh, long and short of it. So. Yeah, this is not yeah. a paid advertisement for Thrivement. This no, is, it, it's not. It is... This is genuine. Yeah, I mean, they, they support us um, with pretty much anything we do, and so we want to we show the same love to them. We want to support them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, um, so anyways, that kind of wraps up the, the first interview that we have with those two. Um, again, I want to thank uh, Blake and Ed uh, for taking the time to come in. I also want to thank them for the generosity for helping out with the food drive. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a really good interview. So I want to move into the second interview that we had, which was with uh, uh, the plate bender the himself. The plate bender. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt Miller and, and Nick Gang. And, uh, man, there, there was – there are some tears shed from you on that one. You know, um, it, the longer you listen to our podcasts, 
Uh, I apologize. <laughs> but the one thing that you'll find out is um, we'll go from from very serious conversation to emotion, very emotional, to laughing and cutting up. But that really is who we are. That's yeah. this group. Um, you know, we, we encourage you all to come, 6.30 Thursday nights, 57 West Hunter Street. But you'll see that fluid motion through that whole night. You'll see powerful testimonies. You'll, you'll hear guys pouring out their heart. There'll be tears, just like when I was thinking about Nick and how Nick... One thing I didn't talk about yesterday that I'll just kind of throw in here really quick is I've known Matt Miller since we were probably nine years old. Uh, we, if you remember George Dennis, he lives up in your neighborhood. Yep. Uh, George was uh, in coach pitch uh, saw, or baseball. Um, George was a coach of Highline Brown. And that's where I first met Matt Miller and his mom, Judy. And we were on the same team. Yeah, we're on the same team. And uh, that's that's how I met him. And then uh, as we got into high school, like seventh, eighth, ninth grade, we both uh, bowled on Saturday mornings in the youth league at uh, Scenic Lanes here in town. And so we, we actually were really good. We were pretty competitive. Uh, our best year, we uh, finished fourth in the state which is pretty good, you know, in the 80s for a small town like Logan to go. So, uh, but in in the high school, you know, he kind of went his way into football and wrestling and and I went mine and I hadn't seen him until he showed up at Out of the Boat for that Bible study. So it had been, well, let's see, since 1989 till, what, five years ago when Matt came on the scene. I hadn't seen him since then. But God's timing is always perfect. Oh, yeah. Right. So, Matt, I was I was close to crossing paths with Matt, but we didn't before he came down on the boat. So the reason I say that is because his wife and my wife ended up working at the same dental office together. Huh. And so they kind of struck up a little bit of a friendship there, and, and they would ask, or she would ask, uh, you know, hey... Uh, you you know, how about getting together? I know Matt and Sean, you know, they kind of knew each other because he graduated a year ahead of me. Um, and we just kind of never did. And I remember thinking like, man, Matt Miller, like I haven't seen him probably since he graduated in 90. Did did he graduate or did he have to take that exam a couple of times? Uh, <laughs> rumor has it. <laughs> um. But yeah, I hadn't seen him. But I mean, we were close to kind of crossing paths. Yeah, but we didn't. And then uh, we, we have, we're, you know, we're still down at the shop having group, and hey, here he comes hey, walking hey. in. Just so you know, I was in first grade. When's that? In ninety? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you can continue. My gosh. So basically, I do have gray in my beard. By the way, you had graduated before Shine Dog was even born. Just throw that one out there. Nice. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Thanks. Because he, he even graduated before me. But anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I probably hadn't seen Matt. I might have ran into him a year or two after graduation, maybe. But, I mean, he went to OU. I went in the Marine Corps. So, I mean, we really didn't cross paths. But when he first walked in down at the shop and we were still having a group down there, I mean, it had been – the longest time since I'd seen. So let me let me take you back into time. 
back to 1991, 1992. If some, if your mom or dad would have said to you, son, someday Matt Hines will be a really close friend. No. Matt Miller will be a really close friend. A guy who's not even born yet will be a really close friend. <laughs> right. right. A, a guy born. who's not even yet in preschool. He's, <laughs> right? You guys yeah. need to work on your math skills a little bit. One plus one is three, right? <laughs> You're close. You're close. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. The, yeah. you would have never imagined that. If somebody would have told me, hey, you know Sean Promfelder, right? 1989. Yeah, I know Sean. One day you guys will be in a ministry together. You'll be serving the Lord. Like what? Did you <laughs> did you get in a car crash and hit your head on the post of the car? Right. Or, and that was kind of a common theme through some of the interviews that we we did too. Yeah, was you know this was not in my plan. Yeah, yeah. The reason I got emotional for Nick, and don't get me wrong, man. I, if we, I can talk about Miller and I'll get emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, for the folks that don't know me, uh, I'm an emotional person. Wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, you know, that's if a good I'm, thing. If I'm moved, I'll, I'll cry, and I used to be really uncomfortable with that, and now I I, I embrace it. It's just part of who I am. Yeah. But the piece with Nick, you want to talk about, and we talk about it a lot. Uh, maybe not on the podcast per se a lot, but the extreme ways that God will go to bring you back. Now, God is a God of free will, but he gives so many opportunities to get off of the fast lane. He has so many exits in place for you to get off of the fast lane to hell, you know? And so when I think of Nick, I think about the extreme ways and we heard it in in Nick's testimony. Mm -hmm. We heard about how God put all these pieces into place so that Nick could have opportunities, exit ramps, if you would, to get off of the path that he was on, to get off of that road. It was a road that was miserable for him. He admitted that. And, you know, the very fact that it was, you know, from Nick's girlfriend at the time, now wife, Wendy, uh, who is a nurse by trade, by the way, um, who decided, you know what? I love selling jewelry. And, you know, my wife gets invited by a neighbor to one of her parties, and that's how joy and Wendy met. And so, you know, Wendy comes to our house and you know how it is, fellas. Like when you, your wife comes home and says, Hey, I'm going to have a such and such party and I'm going to invite a bunch of girls over. And you're like, Oh, that means like you're spending money. You're going to be cleaning frantically and I got to go hide somewhere. Right. <laughs> right. All right. the above. But that's how Nick got to know us. Yeah. But again, like, so that's kind of why I was emotional through that because I, I was thinking about all of that and thinking about how God has so changed his life um, since he's been a part of Out of the Boat and, and just we have got to see that. Yeah. And man, it just struck me at that time. I'm surprised I didn't cry more, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I, I know I, I touched on it during that, shortly after that interview, like, I remember that time. I remember you talking about and, and saying, you know, this was a, um, you know, a friend of Joy's, you know, boyfriend, and he may be coming. But you know, there's been so many people that's gone through, you know, at times with the the revolving door of 
you know, and we hear that hear this all the time. You know, I'm going to get such and such to come. I'm going to get such and yeah. such to come, and they're going to come, and they're going to come, and then they never show up, or they may they may pop in one time. Um, so it was I kind of registered it that way. It was another one of those of okay, well we'll see. You know, this is a you know a friend, you know a friend from a a jewelry party's boyfriend. Like, what's the odds? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, sure enough, he showed up. And uh, he showed up on on a, a crazy powerful night too. Oh yeah, um, that's when we were still doing the month, monthly man ups. Yep, we used to do uh, once a week or once a month. We would have a guest speaker come in, and uh, that night had been a praise and worship night at Antioch prior to the message. Right, right. Oh, was that the one that he did the message over in the other room? Yeah, the fellowship so hall. we did fellowship praise hall. and worship with the Antioch praise band. Yeah. And then we went over. Yep, I remember and, that and one. Grubby it came was a strong one. there. Yeah, yeah. So I remember. I remember that night very clearly. I remember meeting Nick, and it didn't click to me until I got home and said to Joy, "Man, I met this guy, a new guy. Yeah, he's from out around Lorville, and he he does cabinetry work." And Joy goes, "Oh, that's Wendy's boyfriend, Nick." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but what I remember is about a year later, we did another night of praise and worship. A year later at Antioch, and then we went over and met is out of the boat. And Nick says after that night, he said, you know, it was about one year ago that that I was here. And he said, I don't know if you even remember, but I sat the whole time of that praise and worship set. I never stood. I just sat. I just took it in. And then he said, now here I am, fast forward a year. I've got my hands in the air. I'm praising the Lord. I'm crying. Wow, what, oh, man. what has God done in one year? Hair's on right. end now. That's right? awesome. That's right. awesome. Yeah. But, it, but part of that is allowing God to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, that doesn't, you know, you, you think, okay, how can, how can we stop an all-powerful God? But, and oddly enough, we have that ability to push the Holy Spirit aside. I mean, right. We do, and, and that's part of that free will. Yep. But to allow God to, to soften your heart, I mean, because that was me. I mean, that's that's that was my testimony when I first started going to. It was called Every Day. It was a it was a young young adult group at LCC when I was going there. Was that on Tuesday nights? Yeah, it was. You wouldn't I went fit to in a that couple group. of those. You wouldn't oh, you fit did? in that group yeah. now. Yeah, a couple right? of those. What's that? You wouldn't fit in that group anymore now, young adult group. <laughs> that was hurtful. <laughs> it's, 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 I wouldn't fit in it either. <laughs> um, I don't even think I'd fit into it. I remember thinking like, man, why do we have to do these songs all the time? And I would just, <laughs> you know, right. just kind of stand there and I wouldn't kind of, you know, wouldn't participate. But I was very young in my walk. Um, you know, and it's it's some of those re- some of those times where you look back and you're like, oh Lord, like, uh, you know, I was so I was so hard hearted during that time. I wasn't going to change. I would, um, and, and to to see where the Lord has 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 taken you know someone like Nick or yeah. someone like me who who started off in a place of you know, look, I'm not I'm not going to do worship. To where now, you know, I have a hard time. I was at the gym a couple weeks ago, and uh, <laughs> I was listening to uh, um, Waymaker. And I was just kind of in my own little world, but I noticed myself kind of bouncing up and down. Because, like, 
you know, when I yeah. hear worship music, like I, I like to yeah. move and, and I don't I want to say dance, but I just can't stand still. Yeah. And I noticed myself standing over in the corner with my headphones, and I'm like, these people have to think I'm a little bit nuts. Which uh, are? Well, so to go from, I'm not going to sing any of these words, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do any of that, to, to that. So to see that Nick too, yeah. Um, it, mm-hmm. so you get to see where the Lord works. And I mean, even, I mean, Miller's the same way. When Miller came into group, he was kind of hard-hearted. You know, this was... You know, because he came in one, you know, one Thursday, and then he disappeared for a little while. And then he kind of came back, um, and I he d- was a little bit hard-hearted because I think part of it was this wasn't the kind of group that he was used to. I mean, he had gone to some men's group at his church, but this wasn't what yeah, he was... Yeah, he was in uh, Fairfield Christian at the time. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, the the, the group wasn't... wasn't like ours. The Lord just gave me something. I'll just share it here with you fellas and all you listening. Um, and I know things come from the Lord. You might go, people out there listening might go, well, how do you know you hear from the Lord? When something comes into my mind that is an absolute beaut, and I'm not even thinking about it, I know that's from him. But the one thing he just showed me is when, so like on Sunday, if I see Nick worshiping the Lord if he's, say, sitting in front of me and I see him with his hands in the air, I smile. Oh, yeah. Because I think about where he's come from, right? Mm-hmm. If, if we as parents, when we look at our children and, and we see them accomplish something, we see their growth, what do we do? We smile. The Lord just reminded me in that moment where we were talking about that is, how do you think I feel when I see you grow? When I see you grow as a disciple, when I see you grow, when I see you step out of your comfort zone, when I see you step out in faith in a time when it sounds crazy, I smile. I, I, I'm, I, he's, he's proud. He loves us so much. Um, and I just felt like I had to share that because he yeah. put it in my mind and right. I know it wasn't for me. Yeah. Whew. Thank you, Lord, for that. Yeah. But watching that, Watching the growth in people, you know, for me, um, that that help that helps with my my faith. It helps encourage me. Exactly, to see it, that it energizes you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, it, it builds you up more uh, and encourages you to go deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the piece for Miller, you know, for Matt, everything we've seen, we got like three or four Matts here now out <laughs> yeah. of the boat, right, by the yeah. way. If you're if you're a person out there listening and you want to come now the boat you've never been here and your name is Matt when you come in just go by your middle name will you no I'm just kidding <laughs> you know come in and be another yeah. Matt you can't you, have enough you Matthews. come in and stick around long enough you have a yeah. nickname anyways yeah that's right we do we give a lot of nicknames but you know the one thing that he said in that interview was that he was looking for the relationship piece and I we talk about this there are so many men out there and women. They don't want the religion. They don't want, they want a personal relationship. They want mm. raw, real. And and that's what Miller said. You guys were just real. Yeah, that, that was the thing that, that, I mean, he has said that multiple times to me about the relationship part. And, and, and I take that kind of in, in two different ways. I take it one as you know, his relationship with Christ because yep. he didn't have that before. 
even but, though he'd been baptized. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he'd was been saved, going to church. Been baptized. Yeah, yeah. He was looking for the next level relationship. But I think the other thing mm-hmm. too was the relationship with other guys, other believers. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I think the men's group he was part of before maybe had some some older people. There just wasn't that. He wasn't doing life with these people. Yeah, that's it right there. So, it, whenever I hear him talk about relationship, I, I look at it from two two parts: the relationship of um, us, and then the relationship that he also has with Christ, because he didn't have that before he walked in that door down there, and it just come from a random. You know, again, it's God's perfect timing. A, a random post off of Facebook that he happened to come across and sent something out to Swope saying, hey, you know, good job on doing this. And and that's it. Swope sends him the invite. Bam. You know, he kind of, you know, fights back and forth in his head. Then he shows up. And next thing you know, you know, here we are five, six years later. And um, he, like, he wouldn't want to be anyplace else. I know we're... We have some other stuff to talk about, but you know what? This is our own show, so we'll go as long as we want. We can cut it up. But I, I, I want to say this, and uh, I know both of you will agree. We love, Matt loves to make fun of us, and we love to make fun of him. But I want to share with you, all of you who are listening, maybe some of you know this story, some of you don't. But what I want to share is, I believe where this ministry, God took us to the next level, was through Matt Miller. Mm. And about two years ago now, uh, in the summer, there was a freak flash flood that literally destroyed a couple houses um, and caused so much damage in about, what, five or six others, maybe seven? Yep. And this was... Um, near the home of where Matt grew up um, on 595, if you're a local listening to this podcast. And so um, I knew a couple of the families that were down there. And so the Lord laid on Matt's heart. This, this flood was on a Thursday night. The Lord laid on Matt's heart, hey, guys, I really feel like we just need to go down and love all these people. And that had kind of been our mantra Oh, yeah. For about six months, was just love people. Yep. Miller kind of really pressed that in, too. Yeah. That's what you were hearing from Just him. love people. Just and love so people. He said, I really feel like we need to go down and love on these people down on 595. So Saturday morning, bring your trash bags, bring your paper towels, bring some bleach, bring water and ice, and let's just go down there and love on people. Yeah. And, folks, I, what I want you to know is what came out of that as Matt likes to say, what I thought was just going to be about six hours doing some cleanup and loving on people turned into multiple relationships, deep relationships, mm-hmm. um, a, a complete house being redone on the inside, mm-hmm. uh, a complete move by the spirit where, uh, what, how much did we raise when we did that fundraiser for the flood victims? Was it like what, 20, 30,000? Something like that. Yeah, it was. It was close to thirty grand in one night. I mean, all of this came out because Matt stepped out and listened to the Lord and said, "Let's just go love on these people." And I, I really felt, and I still do today, that that was like 
the next elevator that the Lord said, okay, you guys, I've given you this and you've been faithful. I've given you this and you've been faithful. Now I want to take you to the next level, but I want you to step out because disaster relief was never something that out of the boat did. Uh, we, we put on a rock show, a Christian rock show. like, And so when Matt stepped out into an area that really didn't fit with what we did, the Lord just ran with it. You know, he, he just did, picked right. up that football and ran a hundred yards and plowed through everybody on defense, like Franco Harris through the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> but I digress. But what I want people to know is Matt still has relationships with all those folks down there. We we do as well when we see him, we hug him, we, yeah. we but like he still texts with them yeah. often. Um boy, what a wonderful role model to have uh, and to see. And then when we see these people out, like it just goes back to the simplicity of he just listened to the Lord. Yeah. You know, the Lord didn't tell him, Matt, go sell your, go sell out that 401k and, and take it all down there and give everybody that money. All the Lord told him was grab some trash bags, some paper towels, some ice, some water, and some and sweat. It, but it, it's it's being available. Yeah. It's being available. So many... It's happened to me. I know it's happened to so many other people where the Holy, Holy Spirit is moving in you, but yet you've got other things you need to do. It, it, it's allowing yourself to be available to say, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll go down there. I'll, I'll go down and spend an afternoon. Yes, I had other things going on. Yes, I had, you know, I've got kids in Little League, and it's a Saturday, but, but these people, and I really feel, you know, led to go there. Um, and, and I think there's so many people who don't allow themselves to be available, and that, that, that was his thing. It wasn't that he went down with some master plan or any of us went down with right. some kind of master plan, like we knew what we were doing or anything like that. I mean, we get down there, the one house that we're clearing out, Two of the four foundation walls are missing. Yes, like yep, they're expecting yeah. this house to fall in on, at any second. Um, we have, what are we doing there? I mean, but but it made so much sense while we were there because these people's lives were devastated. Mm. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's just not how I think. I would have, if it was up to me, I. I I wouldn't have been down there. I right. mean, Matt took the lead on that, and that, and that's one of the things that, um, you know, he's he's always been really good on is, um, you know, reaching out to people, thinking of other people. Because yes. I don't know how many times that he said, you know, I reached out to this person, or I said, or or I talked to this person. I'm thinking, they didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, like, you know, so I'm always like, okay, Lord, please, you know, make me more aware of what's going on. You know he'll he'll reach out to somebody you know months later just say hey hey how did this go or that go and I'm like I don't have that like I'm I'm missing that but that's something that this group needed yeah we needed yeah. somebody like that but it's just the same as we needed somebody who had a construction background we didn't have anybody in this group who had a construction background oh by the way here comes Nick yeah mm. yeah that all yeah, came here. in about the same time yeah, yeah. so we talked about uh, the fact that we. Um, 
completely redid. When I say we, I'm talking just the men. There were multiple churches. Uh, Ebenezer uh, came on board. Ebenezer Baptistress came on board with this particular house. First Baptist um, joined with us. And men from those churches, along with Matt and Nick and some other men, literally redid, completely redid the inside of these folks' home. Uh, brand new kitchen, brand new appliances, brand new cabinets, which, again, like you just pointed out, right. that Nick was able to design, that Nick was able, I mean, that was his background, like, at the right time. Right. And, but he was also able to come in and do drywall and do, I mean, yeah. just to explain to people, basically, walk into your house, measure four feet up. Yes. On all your walls mm. and cut all the drywall and everything gut from your house from four feet down. Yep. And take it all out and throw it in a dumpster. And yeah. And couches, start, and start mattresses, yep. TVs. And yeah. what you're talking about are spiritual gifts. You know, mm-hmm. not to I mean, we don't have to completely go down that rabbit hole, but you know, we have a group of men that have different giftings or different things that they are capable of doing. Right. Whether it's loving on people or logistics or, uh, you know, organizing, you know, and that's part of having a group of men that want to go love people together. We are able to do it in multifaceted ways. And it's right. a gift to be a part of that. And please don't, don't hear if you're listening that we're bragging on out of the boat. We're not, you know, who we're bragging on. We're bragging on Jesus. We're bragging on his spirit that fills us as believers when we come to know him. As Sean just said, he doesn't think about that. I would never have thought, you know what? I think Saturday I want to go down and help pull boxes of old pictures that are soaked in water out of people's basements. It never would have crossed my mind. This is how the Lord works. He's looking for the availability. He's looking for you to get out of your comfort zone. And when we do that... That that that's when he works. And guess what? There's gonna be a lot of avail- availability coming up for us now, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about um, Pastor Brian and Dave McManus. Boy, that was a powerful interview. Mm. One is a retired pastor. The other is an active pastor at Antioch Alliance Church. Yeah, and 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 one is a guy who's been coming to group for about a month, and the other one who's a guy who's been involved with Out of the Boat for years since our inception. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so it was just kind of the two different, you know, perspectives there. Um, but yeah, I mean, very uh, again, very humbling, very flattering. Um, for yeah, it was an honor. Yeah, for for you know the kind words. Um, that they said, and, and again, like, and, and and both of them on on both of their stories as to how they became pastors. They this wasn't it. in my this <laughs> wasn't in my plan. Yeah, and, you know, and it's the same as as yep. You know, this group wasn't in my plan. Right. Um. But the Lord, but this was the Lord's plan, and man, this is so much better than what what mine would have been. Yeah. Um. But it was cool to see. The two different paths that these guys take, two completely different paths that these guys take to make it to basically kind of like the same the same place to become senior pastors of a church. Uh and and all that entails with that. Um but I'll, but what I what I like so much is you know, these two will come in on a Thursday night. 
and you know they don't grab the pulpit and want to give a message. They mm-hmm. don't. Um, they don't say, know, now listen here, I'm a pastor. Right now, yeah. what I'm going to say yeah. is how you have to hear it, and that's it. Now we're going to move on after I say it. I mean, right. it was a while before I even knew Dave was a pastor, and I think when I knew it was because a discussion with his son, uh, whom I'm friends with, is David. Um, you know, I don't know how if he really mentioned that at all while he was down here. Yeah, no, not I at mean, first, I, at least. I mean, yeah, very humble about it. As I said in that podcast, we we respect them in their roles, but what I love about them is, is how I see them, and I believe you guys see them too. Is they're just dudes like we are. Yeah, like they're just men. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing that I I, I do want people um, to understand and look at, like. I'm very close with um I'm very close with Pastor Steve Hubbard from Ebenezer. But like these guys are they're they're regular guys. They have a different job title than what you and I have. They have a calling on their life to to lead, you know, to lead the flock. Mm-hmm. Um so there's a different kind of standard that they're on and, and that's clear in scripture. But that being yeah. said, they're regular guys that struggle with the same things that we struggle yeah. and with. They struggle to just as much as the next guy. Yeah, I mean, they struggle with with pride and arrogance, and they they struggle with with envy and lust, and I mean, they struggle with all these same stuff. But they don't get the outlet. Yeah, that a lot of us. So, so for you out there who who aren't who you're not in this area, think about that. Think about. The amount of stuff, and I'm just going to word it this way. Think about the amount of stuff that's dumped on our lead pastors mm. and understand the fact that they don't have a place to let that go. They can't go dump that stuff onto somebody else most of the time right? because what we have done is we have placed our pastors on these pedestals. Don't get me wrong. Uh our pastors do an unbelievable amount of work for the kingdom, oh, yeah. and we should respect that, and we should l- and look and say thank you for that. But we put them on this pedestal, and then in turn, that puts them in, uh, I'll take the title from latest disciple song, Panic Room. They That puts them in a panic room, if you would, because now they are not only carrying the weight of their own life, their own family that they're working with, you know, wives, children, but then they're taking on the weight of all the people in their church and they don't have any place to go because we put them in that panic room because they have to be perfect all the time. Right. And so now we see Brian and Dave and they come and they're just dudes. They're just guys. And there are guys that have, have, have different job titles than we do. Different yeah. job titles and, and great insight on some things that oh, yeah. other other men here may not be able to have the ability to do, yeah. but is rewarding to be able to hear them speak and share where they're coming from on Scripture that we're reading. Yeah, it is. I mean, to have that... Look, I didn't go to Bible college. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> neither one of you two did. Nope. I got um, kicked out if I had gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True story. But to be able to see or to be able to hear kind of a, uh, a different perspective of, you know, maybe, you know, what these guys would have learned during, maybe it's some of their studying for, for a message that they did at some time, or maybe, um, you know, because you can read commentaries, and, it's, and even some commentaries will kind of disagree with one another. Um, but I, I, I like that type of, 
validation of what we're talking about. Because the last thing I ever want to do is to be able to have a conversation about, you know, a scripture that we just read and and we're we're all off base. Right. To be able to have somebody here that that can kind of validate to say, yeah, you're you're viewing this properly. Um, I, I do enjoy that. Um, so it was great that they were able to come by. It was great that they were able to uh, you know spend time uh, sharing with us. But I, I just I really find it kind of neat that yes. you know you you have a, a couple pastors. You know, one retired, and, and we have another retired one that, that comes to here and there. Um, but to have, you know, some pastors that come and like to hang out because, look, they just, they just want to be part of the guys. Too. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about uh, today, we talk about, um, we talk about miracles, right? And a lot of people say, oh, I haven't seen any miracles in my life. You know, last miracle was Jesus watered a wine. Like, you think about what Dave said. He was working in Columbus. Hmm. He didn't know where that guy lived. Right. The guy getting off work says he lives in South Bloomfield. So if you're from this area, South Bloomfield is down US 23 like you're going to Circle Bell. So basically... All Dave knew was, I'm heading south. Hmm. Now, listen, folks, that was a miracle. For him <laughs> yeah. to find this guy's house, South Bloomfield, that's a pretty big area. Pickway County is a pretty big county. Like, yeah. You're heading out of downtown Columbus. You're heading down 23. You're out in the farmlands. And a B-210. Yeah. <laughs> and the Lord basically is the GPS, is the ways, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he told us, okay, Lord, where do I go? Turn left. You know, he comes down, now turn left. Like, again, the measures the Lord will go to right, to, to come into relationship with us. Yeah, and I, you know, but, the Lord saw that he was seeking after him. Yeah. And he's making that way. Yeah. But I, I think the other part of that story is when you... When you get to that point of reaching kind of rock bottom, and and rock bottom doesn't always have to be, you know, hey, I just you know committed adultery or I'm getting a divorce, or sometimes it could just be spiritually rock. And that's kind of what I picked up from Dave. Like, yeah, you know, he's he's there at work and and he's you know one of the guys and you know the crude jokes and playing cards, and then all of a sudden something. His spirit said, enough. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of, yeah. and, and he has to just sit there for a couple nights, just like something's not right, and I need to find out what's right. But there was that seed that was planted many, many years ago from his parents, that foundation that was there, mm. for him to be able to say, I need to go, I need to go find this guy, you know, because he's going to have, I think that rock bottom, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, financially, it that seems to be where the Lord says, "Okay, now, now we can start doing some work." Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. we can. Now we can start moving ahead on this relationship. Because um, I know that. I mean, that was for me. They got me on this path, and and so many other guys. Um, 
you know, that was Nick. That was Miller. I mean, if you if you go back through, you know, some of these interviews, it was I had I had just reached a point well, where it, it had to change. I mean, for me, I've known God since I was ten. I've had a relationship with Jesus since I was ten. But it wasn't until I got kicked out of OU because I couldn't keep a grade up. And I'm like, well, but I didn't do anything wrong. I, I was a good kid. I, you know, I tried to do what God wanted me to do in my life to a point. You know, I didn't go drinking. I didn't go out partying, but I was distracted. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was distracted so much that it was changing my future. It's like, oh, wait, no, there's got to be something more than this, right? You know, yeah. a, a more of a, a passion to serve him. Um, and it wasn't until that happened till that that point that's where it's like, okay, th- things can be okay, whether they're okay right now or not, they can be okay and they can be okay through uh dedicating more of my life yeah. for Christ. And 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 there the Lord needs to strip away some things. Absolutely. And, and, and sometimes, you know, some of us need to be stripped down more than others, you know, to be able to get to that point of saying, Okay, it's it's time for it's time for a change. So and and that was kind of what I saw with um, with Dave's story, uh, and that was one of the things that kind of really jumped out to me. Uh, it was a blessing to be able to hear it, right? Absolutely. Um, and and you know, and, and with Brian, I mean, you want to th- think about this? They move, they move from, um, they move from Pennsylvania. Just outside of Pittsburgh, God's city, city of the Lord, six-time Super Bowl champions. Right. Um, I think I mentioned that in that interview, too. Um, and the Lord says, hey, why don't you go to Logan? When you go to the Hawking Hills? Like, he never, never heard, heard of it. <laughs> Where? Never heard, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so... Kinfolk said... Jed, move away from there. Right. <laughs> so to have that faith to be able to say, okay, Lord, if that's what you want me. So I'm going le- to leave my friends, my family, my comfort zone. Yeah, you talk about stepping out. Whoa. Mm. And, I, and I'm going to go to a place where I know nobody. Yeah. I don't know the area. I'm not even in the same state um, because I feel this is where you're leading me to. You know, that's that being available. You know, be available for the Lord to, to, to move and then to be able to say, okay, um, you know, the Lord looking at Brian and going, okay, so, yeah, I know you, I know you have an idea about being a youth pastor, but that's not my plan. Hmm. You know, I'm moving you here because I know the lead pastor, Bruce, I'm going to move him on. It's going to be time for him to go. And that congregation and that church, it's going to kind of change his identity here in the next few years. I mean, that's what kind of what he talked about with what was yeah. at Pier 42. Yeah. Yep. So it kind of it started kind of changing that. And they needed somebody who's going to be a little bit, who's going to be younger, going to be kind of a different type of teacher. Yeah. Well, guess who's already here? Right. You know, our, our youth pastor uh, who can step in for that. Um, so, you know, to see you know, how God put this together to put him now as the senior pastor leading there when, again, that wasn't in his plan. But I think of it, you know, myself of going, 
Okay, you're newly married. Uh, you're going to uproot both of you, and you're going to move someplace where you know nobody. You don't even know how to get to the grocery store. Um, you don't know anything about the area, and you're going to move there because that's what you feel the Lord's led you to. I mean, for me, you know, I, I, I felt the Lord lead me to start a, a men's group. But it was in my hometown, and it was in my own shop. Right. I mean, literally, it was within a couple miles. I mean, so I'm still here in a safety zone. I started with two of my closest friends that I've known for 30-plus years. There wasn't a whole bunch of, you know, outside your comfort zone. I mean, can you imagine going, all right, Matt, you... I, I had a touch of that. Um, I was... Uh, on vacation at, uh, oh, where were we? On the beach somewhere where my wife loves to be. That narrows it down. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. that's a good vacation. <laughs> um, <laughs> Outer Banks. I was at the Outer Banks. Um, great place. We had a great time. And uh, every time we go on vacation, my wife is like, you ready to move here? I'm like, no. <laughs> I like where I live. Um, but this time she was pushing kind of hard. and Because I, I honestly tell you, if I said, let's move to the beach, she'd be like, all right. We'll figure it out. Um, but I actually got a little bit sour this time. I'm like, you know, I know that she'd really love it here, but I don't, I don't want to leave people. I don't want to leave the family that I have here. Um, and, you know, I was a little bit bitter. I'm like, sometimes she's over the top with it, you know, joking, but kind of not joking, right? And in that moment, in that moment, God's like, you know, because my last thing I was thinking in my head, I really love the men that I got to know in Out of the Boat Ministries. And then just like that, God's like, well, what if I told you I needed you to start an Out of the Boat Ministries type of uh, ministry right here in this town? Hmm. It hit hard. It wasn't, you need to do this. Um, I certainly didn't feel led to do it. Uh, but it was very clear. It's like, if I want you to go, you need to go. Oh, wow. Right? And then I kind of went with my tail between my legs, like, eh, I, you know, I don't feel like we need to move, but I'm sorry that I was a little bit bitter about you right. saying this because it's like, no, if if it's God's plan, then it, it needs to happen. And he he was very clear on that to me there. Now, I, I just want to put this out there. If, if, if you do feel that you need to start a Southern Beach chapter of Out of the Boat, yeah, I want to be a part I, of that. I will support that. <laughs> I want to be a part of that group. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just want to lay that out on the table. Good to know. Good and, to know. And I'm pretty sure you can get my wife on board with that too. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All um, right. There we go. We already got the first three members of the All right. Southern, <laughs> Outer chapter, <laughs> Southern Chapter Outer Banks branch of Out of the Boat Ministries. Uh, I'd love nothing more than to do a cast the net from like a pier somewhere down there. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, that'd be fun. Waves in the background. Yeah. Uh, I know exactly which pier to do it from. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Road trip. Highness, did you ever make it down to uh, uh, Jen and Craig's place? Yes, I did. Did you ever eat on that restaurant that's on the pier? No, I did not. But then you missed something out because it has the most amazing cod sandwich down there. But I did stop. No, it was grouper. But mm. I did stop at the Big Olaf ice cream shop. If you are in, if you are a shameless plug, <laughs> Siesta Key, Florida. Oh, yeah. Big Olaf, some of the best ice cream you'll ever have. 
All right. I digress again. All right. Obviously, we got a little off track with food. That happens every once in a while. Food will do that. So, uh, once again, and 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 kind of the fashion of this podcast is is we had another topic that we were going to get to, (laughs) and we're not going to be able to. So you'll have to stay. You have to come back for uh, another one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut this one kind of here. Uh, We'll come back with uh, number fourteen. Uh, for for what our our next topic is going to be, yep. what we want to talk about, um, but we just we did want to kind of you know have a summary, have a wrap up, have a discussion about these interviews that we did because it was the first interviews that we've done, and it was just kind of last minute. Uh, hey, let's do this. Kind of threw it together. Ended up being great interviews. Absolutely, um, fantastic. the Lord has 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 blessed us with. Amazing people to be around, and and, yes, and, yes. and that's one of the things that I I constantly thank the Lord about is just the amazing group of of men people around me. Um, yesterday was an absolute blast. I mean, it was yeah. to to hang out with my closest friends, uh, to laugh, to cut up. Um, it was. It was a blast to be able to have those moments of, you know, real strong spirituality, but also to, to turn around and, and 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 laugh a few minutes later. Like, yeah, it is so nice to have that because I know there are so many people out there who are they're lonely. They don't have a support group. They don't have um, people to come beside them. And we need to remember that when the Lord talks about. I come to give you life and give it in abundance that sometimes that abundance looks differently than what we think. And I think part Mm. of that abundance is the abundance of people that are in my life. Mm. There are people that would pay, you know, countless money for that. And and, and it's all just around me in abundance. I would, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't share this and I'm just warning you now, I'm going to cry. Yeah, you are. (laughs) You brought up Craig Rush. Yeah. Um, man, Craig was such a great friend of mine. Um, and, you know, I was following after the Lord. Uh, and I was working at Hocking Valley. This would have been 2011. And, uh, you know, Craig was generous enough to send my family and I down to his place in Siesta Key. And uh, we became best friends. I could do two whole podcasts about Craig's story and mm. everything around it, but we were best friends, man. We were, man, we were best friends. We had everything in common. When he came to know Jesus, we became even better friends, and he died. He was killed in a car crash. Mm. And I, I mean, I asked the Lord, man, Lord. How could you ever replace a friend like that? And he waited a couple years and he just didn't replace it with one friend. And he replaced it with 20. Mm. You guys here, you know, with Miller and the Malachi brothers and J.A. And I mean, the list goes on and on. And, and, and my love for you all, my, my love for the men in this group is as deep as the love I had with Craig. Mm. But the Lord knew. Mm. The Lord knew the closeness, uh, the relationships that were going to come from this group. Yeah. 
And uh, I just want to end. I I want to end here. I mean, my prayer for so many guys out there is I, I, I pray that the Lord gives you what he's given us. Um, I pray that more guys come here. Um, I pray that guys step out on their own. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's there. I know there's guys out there who the Lord's been to been working on you, and you've been afraid to. And from the bottom of my heart, to people listening out there, you don't know what you're missing. You just don't. I mean. Um, the people that I do life with are the people that I do ministry with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so incredibly grateful for that. Um, you know, I love these guys. I do anything for these guys. Um, I know it's the same back. Um, but, man, it's just such a powerful way to look at that, Matt, that Lord says, okay, and, you know, yeah, I I know your heart's broke. Um but I'm going to replace it tenfold, twentyfold, um, because because that's how much I love you. So um, let's wrap up, Adam. You want to close us in prayer, unless you feel. Yeah, <laughs> it's my pleasure. Yep, Heavenly Father, uh, we just come to you so thankful. We are thankful that we uh, have an opportunity to uh, have have this brotherhood of of men that just love you and, and want to love you and want to love others. Uh, Lord, I personally thank you for giving me an opportunity to be just a, a such small part of this. Um, and I just pray that anybody just out there that that needs this to, to seek it out, whether you're in our area or not. Um, Lord, I just, I just pray that you can uh, to urge these men that are listening to to step out of their comfort zones because the blessings and and the wonderfulness of growing close to you and other with other people is uh, uncomparable. But Lord, I pray as you continue to work through us and with us that we can continue to seek you. And just thank you for all the blessings you provide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.